When you love your life more than you love sugar, you don't need the sugar. And so we have a life coaching aspect to the method. Love your life more. And if you don't, well, let's figure out where we can love your life more so the sugar can be optional. The sugar isn't the vacation you needed, the relief from the debt. Hi, I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of Zibli. As a geriatric physical therapist, I saw the heartbreaking effects of insulin resistance. At Zivli, our mission is to help you prevent and reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention through a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle. Each week on this podcast, you'll learn simple, actionable tips to lose weight, keep it off, and get healthy. If you're ready to create a body and life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and this one's going to be a really good one because I will tell you right now, her energy is through the through the roof. Um, it's going to be a lot more casual, kind of meandering interview all about sugar, sugar addiction, sugar substance use disorder, sugar cravings, sugar binging. However you want to classify it, that's what we're talking about today, and it's going to be an awesome conversation. So it's with Jen Eden, and she's a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York City. She's certified by the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. She grew up with depression and anxiety and saw firsthand what sugar can do to your physical and mental well-being, which is so important to recognize. After healing herself of gastritis in her mid-20s and learning how to manage her own addiction, um, she built a company that teaches busy women how to kick and manage their sugar addiction without being on a diet or denying themselves of things that they love. And full disclosure, I told her offline, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I interviewed someone else on sugar addiction and I didn't end up airing that interview because their approach was far too, in my opinion, um, restrictive. I hate using that word because for some people, a true, like cutting off of all things white is actually freeing for them. But for the majority of the audience, I really believe that we can learn how to enjoy food that we love or modifications of food that we love in moderation. And I think that Jen's approach is much more in line with that goal and like that perspective. So I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on the show. Start with your story. How'd you get in? Oh my gosh. I love that intro and I love everything you shared and what we spoke about offline because that's needed. It is. It life should feel simple, fun, and easy. And it doesn't mean it doesn't need to have hard work. I work very hard. I have three beautiful kids, 10 to 15 right now. Um, but it doesn't need to be. Okay, so my story. Well, I'm Jen Eden. You heard that. Um, I'm almost 50. No filter on my Zoom. I was told to share. So good, you guys. <laughs> so good. Um, I live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, and I didn't always. And um, I didn't say it in the bio, which is more than fine. But I founded a method about 15 years ago. It's the Sugar Freedom Method. Um, and it's about bringing freedom. Because growing up, I never felt free. I always felt addicted to having to eat <clears throat> two rows of Oreos, had to have dessert after dinner. Um, not that it's bad, so there's no right or wrong or bad or good. But when it's a half gallon and you want it the next day, 
we've got excessive issues. And so I grew up that way. I do have a family history of anxiety and depression, clinical depression on my father's side and um, bipolar. We've got everything. And so I was predisposed, not knowing. And I really struggled for a very long time. Weight was just a side piece of it. But it was in my 20s where I started to not feel well from the sugar, right? This is what we, we, we can talk about today. Mentally and physically, my body was breaking down in my 20s. And um, I had to do something about it. And yeah. here I am now, 25 years later, right? Having figured it out, three kids. And um, I just want to shout out to the world. So thank you for allowing me to be here today. Oh, I'm so excited. My wisdom. Yeah. 20 years now I'm at it. So long time conversation. And I can tell you're so passionate about what you do. I think your passion matches mine and really our mission, but they're a little bit different. You know, we focus a lot on insulin resistance and a big piece of insulin resistance reversal is nutrition with a primary focus on reducing refined and processed carbohydrates, such as sugar. And I think a lot of people don't want to admit that sugar is, for most people, a potentially addictive substance, an addictive substance. Um, the way I teach about it in our masterclass is it's more like nicotine or caffeine. It's sneaky. It's not as obvious as like a cocaine or a heroin addiction, but it is. And I wanted to start by classifying it. I told you offline, I was going to talk just about this part. Usually I let the guests just kind of run with it, but I thought this would be really helpful to start with the framework of, well, what is an addictive substance? And so what I'm going to pull up is our transcript from our uh, master, your kind of carbs and sugar cravings masterclass. And as we go through this, um, I want people to compare it to carrots. So I'm going to give you 11 criteria um, this is from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders version 5, so the DSM-5, um, and there are 11 criteria for a diagnosis of a substance use disorder, which is the new medical term for an addiction. They're classified as mild, moderate, or severe based on how many of the 11 criteria are fulfilled. Mild is any two or three. Moderate is any four or five. Severe is any six or more criteria. So let's move our way through this again, comparing it to carrots. So we kind of broke down the 11 criteria into, I think, four categories. And the first category is impaired control. And the criteria that fall in this one are consuming the substance in larger amounts and for a longer amount of time than intended. So for me, that's like... <laughs> And you mentioned in one of your blog posts, it's hard to just have one Oreo cookie, right? It's kind of easier to have one carrot. So that's the first one, consuming the substance in larger amounts and for a longer amount of time than intended. The second is a persistent desire to cut down or regulate use. So the individual may have unsuccessfully attempted to stop in the past. I have never tried to stop eating carrots. It's not a problem. I have tried to stop eating less sugar. Spending a great deal of time obtaining, using, or recovering from the effects of the substance. And then this is big, experiencing craving, a pressing desire to use the substance. Now, the second category is social impairment. 
And the criteria that fall within this category are substance use impairs ability to fulfill major obligations at work, school, or home. Um, I would classify that as if you have a chronic disease and you're on disability because of that chronic disease that was driven by sugar, that one might be a yes for you. Um, continued use of the substance despite it causing significant social or interpersonal problems, um, reduction or discontinuation of recreational, social, or occupational activities because of substance use. The third category is, I think, applicable to sugar, uh, continued use despite risk. And the criteria within this category are recurrent substance use in physically unsafe environments, not so much with sugar, but this one is persistent substance use despite knowledge that it may cause or exacerbate physical or psychological problems. And then this is the last one. The fourth category is pharmacological criteria. Uh, the criteria that fall under this are tolerance, which I believe applies to sugar, the gradual decrease in the responsiveness to a substance demanding an increase in doses consumed to obtain the initial effect, and then withdrawal, which is absolutely true for caffeine if someone's tried to, like myself, switch to decaf coffee um, and sugar. So corresponds to a set of signs and symptoms that a substance user presents once the subject, once the substance, in our case, sugar, um, and I would argue some sweeteners as well, is stopped. So I want you to mentally maybe rewind this podcast and go back through. And if you said, yes, I can relate to that, I have that, to any two or three of those criteria, then you technically would have a mild substance use disorder. If you say yes to any four or five, it's moderate and six or more is severe, and the rest of this conversation is highly pertinent to you. So hearing those, Jen, like what are your initial thoughts from hearing all of that? This is where the interview ends. My first thought, my first thought is, can everybody just breathe? Take a deep breath. We're not broken. Yes. We're amazingly gifted, special people. I got a lot of them on the list. I'm still going to make it. Yep. What I find is the socially acceptable aspect is the problem with sugar. It's just socially acceptable versus, oh gosh, I have this cocaine issue. Oh, really? You know what? Well, I brought you some anyway. You'll be fine. Start again tomorrow. No, I said I have a cocaine issue. When we use the word cocaine over sugar, we would all be outraged if we shared that in public. And someone was like, here you go. Oh, I don't feel good today. Okay, well, here's cocaine. I mean, these are the things that I deal with. That, well, I say that because of my kids, you know, we don't I've actually only been to the doctor. True story, like twice. True story. The 10, 13, and 15. We don't get sick. We do what I teach in the sugar freedom method. But my point is, like, I would like everyone to kind of feel light about their life. When we feel heavy about the subject, we go to sugar for hits to feel good. So what I teach is, can we start learning how to feel good without needing the substance? I have a rule in my house. We do not eat. We call it the substance. How many hits did you take today? I do say it that way. We don't not have it. We're normal, but it's how many hits. Oh, you had it yesterday. Are you craving it today? We don't allow habits to form. Yeah. 
And we don't feel bad about it, but we never have it when we're having an emotional reaction. We do not link sugar with making us feel better. My daughter was upset. She and chips turn to sugar. Oh, mom, I'm really upset. I want chips. And I was like, we don't do that. <gasps> you wait till you feel better. And if you still want them, have some chips. And so I just unlink comfort, okay, with sugar because I grew up comforting myself. Sorry, mom and dad, very incredible childhood and a lot of stress, a lot of trauma, a lot of stuff. And so that's where the method came from. Literally, it helped me survive and then thrive to be here at almost 50. So we just unlink. So I just want to lighten everybody up. I love yes. the information. Knowledge is power. Talking with the doc and I today, but we kind of lighten up about it a little bit. Because I don't want to eat sugar after this episode. (laughs) And I think we have to also recognize all of us listening, like myself too, my hand goes up. Like, and so I think it's really, it's, I want to lighten up, but I also want to bring the awareness to people that, Hey, if if you are like, "Mm, I love that cocaine example. And like, if you're a grandma, baking all these cookies, baking all these cakes for your grandkids, and you're facilitating that relationship. I'm going to go to grandma's house. I'm going to get cookies. I'm going to go to grandma. And it's like, we link sugar with so many things. We link, we link it with the holidays. We link it with making us happy. We link it with um, holidays, Valentine's day. It's, it's incredible. hundred percent. I love that. I love it. We unlink it. I think that's so good. Um, and it's harder. I think it's, um, easier said than done. Um, specifically, I want to talk about sweets after dinner, cause we always grew up with dessert after dinner. Um, and that is still a really hard habit for me to break. Um, right. obviously I have replaced it with healthier sweets. It's not like I'm having dessert every night. I don't do it every night. Um, but what did you, what do you recommend for that? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. We get you not to crave it. <laughs> so when we're done with this, let's have a full combo, but I'm all about not, and not that you're white knuckling it or anyone listening, yeah. No, the white knuckling thing doesn't work. And the replacement is great until I blew a gasket today with a client or a kid or a grandkid, or God forbid, someone we know was diagnosed with something. And you know, the blueberries at night, please make them organic because they're sprayed with stuff. The blueberries you ate that night are like a screw it. And I'm just going to go into the ice cream, the wine, a beer for those who who like beer, no judgment. I like beer. And and we're going to just go for the heavy, (laughs) the heavy lifters, right? The ones that give us bigger dopamine hits. So I always say, well, number one, it's emotional at night. And it also can be habitual, just something we're used to. And the third one is your blood sugar has been swinging all day. And now you're tired of saying no, and you're just like, I'm going to have it. And so we address all of them. But I'd say the biggest one, I like what you said, is start by replacing it. If I want something at night and you make it sugary, think of sugar or something white. It's highly refined. I'm a biochemist by nature. And so I think in terms of bio, yeah, I'm a biochemist. And so it's going to turn to, the energy you're eating is going to turn to sugar. If it's not sugar already, very quickly go into your bloodstream. And if you're not using it, and with all due respect, you're sitting on a couch, it's going to store as fat. Fat isn't bad. Fat is there as storage. The problem is if we keep doing it, 
We have too much energy stored in our hips, butt, and thighs. So have it during the day. Have something at night that your body doesn't really want to store. I love, I'm drinking it right now, like a cup of tea. It's giving you a hit, so to speak. You're doing something for those who need something with their hand. Or even some blueberries, fine, it's fructose, but I'm not judging. Better than a Snickers bar or ice cream. But just think about the things we're doing as, as energy, not calories. Oh, don't eat, you know, more than 1,500 calories. Calories, KCAL in, in biochemistry is just energy. So you don't want to store it. So I say, Jen, what would do the least amount of damage that you want to have something tonight? What has the least amount of energy in it that your body won't want to store? Right. And so I come from an energy perspective and that helps people because they're not like, oh, I shouldn't have that. I'm not going to use it tonight. I'm sitting on a couch. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's number one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, um, one of our members came up with this saying, like, fuel your body, don't feed the flesh. And I think that like, if that's, that's a really interesting saying, like, check it, you know, check yourself. Where is it physical hunger or is it emotional hunger? Is it habitual? I want to dig into that whole thing. Like we get you to not crave it in the first place. So, oh, that's my job. That's guaranteed. If you hang out with us, you don't crave it. Sugar cravings are an imbalance. They're an imbalance somewhere in the mind, body, spirit. Now I've got a whole, it's just here because I was talking to a client about, it. I mean, it's a portal, but I'm a product of the seventies. It's a book, uh-huh. a portal in writing. I'll tell you how long it took us to do all this. But my point is you go through each step, gut health, emotional stuff say it, narcissism and other things that drain people that we love that might drain us energetically causes cravings. Gut health, your sleep, chemicals cause cravings, module two of the sugar freedom method. You're eating chemicals, they will cause cravings. And so when you put your body back in balance, step by step by step, you will not crave at night. That is my guarantee. And if that's the case, well, you ain't doing something that I'm saying, And you better hit me up for a call because it's so wonderful to not experience them and it can happen. They don't stay away forever because we're real beings. And, but I am cravings free, knock on wood at the moment. Two weeks ago, I was like, oh, snacks. And then I talk about eating anti-inflammation snacks. Right. And so, but you absolutely can be. I just want people to see sugar cravings, wicked sugar cravings as an imbalance somewhere and be an investigator versus what we're taught through all the marketing out there. Oh, just eat something for the craving. Hmm. No, I would rather stop band-aiding it and just get to the root. Yeah. And so we teach that. Getting I want to, the to talk about the chemicals too, because I think Please. a lot of people trying to improve their health might go to like diet food. Um, and I think that sometimes certain ones may act as a bridge, you know, like a good, better, best model. Um, obviously whole food is the best, but will you talk a little bit about the chemicals and how we talk a lot about how um, sugar begets sugar or sweet things beget sweet things. Thanks. But I think chemicals, like you said, also can drive sugar cravings. So why is that? Uh, that's such a great question. I'm just thinking of like what wouldn't be too technical. 
Look, it's okay if it's chemi- technical. Well, chemicals cause a disruption of our hormones. Okay. And our hormones, well, they regulate everything. For anyone who's been through perimenopause, menopause, for me, you know, birthing three kids naturally, you, you actually, true story, feel psychotic. Okay. When your chemicals are out. I uh-huh. mean, it's true. I feel for us like postpartum depression is real. That's for another day. But it's not that we're depressed. Our chemicals are out of whack and we just birthed a living being out of our gorgeous bodies. And so chemicals disrupt the flora and the microbiome. Okay. And the microbiome is where 80 plus percent of our immune system lives and the beautiful oh, hormone serotonin. Okay. Serotonin is the feel good. And I have no judgment on antidepressants. My family, my mother and father had been on them most of my life. Okay. And so I just know that's band-aiding it. When you fix your gut and many other things in your life, you naturally would produce serotonin, the feel-good hormone, okay? And so when that is an imbalance and the chemicals are just wreaking havoc on your hormones, you can't think straight. You want more of the substance. And when I say chemicals, I mean, if you can't read it, it's a chemical. Well, so what does that mean? Well, what is sucralose? Does that come from nature? Does that come from God? I tell people to eat as many one ingredient foods as possible. That's called chicken. That means the <laughs> ingredients are just chicken, <laughs> not chicken and fillers and sodium chloride nitrate this and bisodium potassium this. And why do they put propylene glycol in baking products? I don't know because my son just turned 15 and I always make things from scratch. And I'm like, I'm going to just be that mom. Not bad or good more mainstream. I'm going to go buy some Betty Crocker. True story. He turned 15 recently. And I read it because I never buy that stuff. And I was like, what? Purple and glycol. I came home. I told him I loved him and that I was going to Betty Crocker him. But I decided that my daughters, because I have two daughters and a son, we're just going to do it from scratch. Uh-huh. And I bought the frosting. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're just going to be normal with the frosting, you know, and more mainstream, I should say, not normal. And we ate it and I had some, I, true story. It's gotta be 15 years, 20 that I've touched a Betty Crocker product, not knocking Betty. However, please note that Betty Crocker is not the same as simple mills. Okay. For what you're spreading on your kids, your grandkids on your own takes. I ate it and I'm glad we're talking about this. And it was a light switch for me. And I don't have light switches anymore because I'm recovered from this. And I was like, Ooh, Oh, I know why people are going back for seven, eight, nine licks, because not even all frosting is made the same. And I was like, no propylene glycol. So I bought it. I was like, what is, wow, these chemicals. And the next day I was like, looking in the fridge, like, Ooh, we got to get rid of that cake. And normally I can have it and I'm fine. And it taught me, it reminded me that these extra special chemicals in most mainstream things really are addictive and really impact our brain and our gut health. I put myself on a gut protocol. I was like, anybody want any more of this cake? Because mama's getting rid of it. I always ask respectfully. My son said, save me one piece. I did. Threw the rest out because it ain't food. And so did that answer? Like, wow, different chemicals affect, but that one was loaded. And so I think you can't not, it's not that you don't have to have it. But yeah, it's, it's been not all created equal. I really was reminded of that having eaten that cake, I was like, wow. 
No, I really appreciate that because I think a lot of people get, and we talk about macronutrients, we talk about, you know, grams of protein, we talk about grams of fiber, but if you get so caught up in the numbers, you're going to overlook what's, what else is in the food besides protein, carbs, and fats where, and that's like where the, the sweeteners Mm -hmm. and chemicals can really contribute to more food cravings. So excellent reminder there. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a question on, um, I think everyone can relate to this. Like you had the birthday party, maybe it's a wedding, maybe it's, um, you know, Halloween. I I saw a blog post where you're like, save five pieces of candy, get rid of the rest. But for some people, myself included, and I think you too, you just alluded to this. We can have a little bit and we can train ourselves to get on track, like back on track, quote unquote, pretty fast. But I think someone who's a little bit more novice in this space, like maybe they have added sugar every day still, they might be drinking pop, they might be having candy, yes. they might yes. be getting in their bars, their yogurt, their granola, yes. like no judgment. Yes. yes. How how do you get quote unquote back on track mm-hmm. as fast as possible after you have intentionally, I always say like make it intentional. If you're going to have it, make it intentional. Mm-hmm. How do you get back on track? What do you recommend? I love that. So that is not a pitch for my YouTube channel, but I swear I just recorded all about this. And I love that you asked. I have a, I don't remember how many steps it is, might be four, but it's literally like there is a protocol after you put the substance in you of how to get it out. And I follow it to the T because that stuff is a socially acceptable legalized drug. And if you don't believe me, eat it all week, try to take it out. And you tell me two days later, if you're not shaking, depressed, like a crack at like in the cabinets and you're driving to the store, that my friends is addiction. <laughs> so with that said, listen, hydration, 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 hydration. I drink like a gallon of water the next day. Why? Because I got this thing in me and how I'm going to get it out is I'm going to sweat it out. I'll get to that in a second. I'm going to pee it out. I want it out. What my kidneys flushing the mother out. So (laughs) I need you to hydrate. And I don't ever say it's a gallon. I do not believe everybody is different. And it's a gallon the day after. Just get it out of you. And so it's about a gallon. I drink about a gallon, right? Um, so I, I do water. It is very important. I alluded to it a second ago. I need you to sweat. I just need you to get an, um, an endorphin hit. Okay. Cause now you're going to be looking for a dopamine hit, which is the happy feel good. Yeah. Dopamine. And so I want you to get it through a workout. I want you to get it through movement. And I also want you to sweat because I want more of that stuff out of your body. So I always say move, sweat, do stuff, get it out. If it's the same day and you're feeling shaky. I always say, no problem. All jokes aside, go do some squats. Go do something with your big eye of beautiful, gorgeous legs. Like they're solid mass. I use legs. Why? Because I want to use up the glucose I just threw into my system probably way too fast if you tend to binge. Okay, so you want to use it up. That's number two. Number three, I need you to not go hungry. I need you to not ever go hungry. Hunger, well, forget it. You're not having any sort of willpower to anything. And if you already have cravings, you're in trouble. You at least have half a chance when you're not hungry. So I say eat a high protein meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You need a fourth meal. I ain't judging. Have a fourth meal. But I need you to have more protein than usual. Stabilize your blood sugar. And dear God, don't have it again the next day. (laughs) 
Yeah. What you don't want to do is keep insulting the body, assaulting the body with this. Okay? Yeah. It's hydrate. It's movement. Protein. Did I say it's protein. Did I say a fourth? You didn't say a fourth yet. I'm like, I'm fine, gonna... fine. There's one more. So the fourth is, and this is interesting. People like, oh, but like, I need you to sleep. See, because if you're exhausted, well, now you're naturally craving it, even if you didn't binge on it the day before. I know on days that dog kept us up. Oh, that poor, beautiful dog. I was like, ooh, I'm in trouble tomorrow. I'm going to have cravings because I'm going to be craving energy and sugar to the mind. So smart. To the brain, I should say, is like instant energy all day long. So if you have it in your system, you really don't want to be tired. So I say, go to bed early. Hey, your body needs to repair from what you put in it anyway. Go to bed early. It's a true story. Sleep. So at least you don't have that against you too. And those are really, those will work. I know because I live off them. And so Absolutely. those are the, Yeah, we did great. Yeah. I like them. I love them. Yeah. I think um, I wanted to highlight something that I learned recently within the last six months is about NPY increasing when your cortisol is increased. Mm-hmm. Have you looked into that or heard? Okay. So NPY is, um, I believe it's one of the hormones that increases when cortisol increases. So with stress, so stress eating specifically for sugary carby foods, no one goes like, Oh, I'm so stressed out. I want to go have some broccoli and some chicken. Like they're like, I want to go eat like the bag of chips, kind of like your daughter said. And one of the reasons is because of that direct relationship between cortisol and NPY, Mm -hmm. which directly stimulates preferential cravings for carbohydrates. Um, and so I wanted to talk about stress eating and some of your favorite techniques to help with that. Reduce the stress. Yeah. Let's do a podcast about that next month. Right. <laughs> so there are many things I can come up with, which I will after 20 years of doing this. But my first thought is I am all about getting to the root cause of things. I always say, I always say my work, people say, well, how, how is your work different than the 92,000 diets, naturopaths, no, no judgment, nutritionist programs I've done. I'm like, well, think of the Titanic and you've been with no judgment, rearranging deck chairs on the boat. The boat is still sinking because it hit an iceberg until you plug holes, my friends. You're sinking, but the chairs are nice. Did you get a new umbrella? But you didn't fix the boat. And so the Sugar Freedom Method in our work, I just want to say I have a membership coming out. It's so fun for everyone, although I know it's been mostly women for a very long time. But you get to replace the boat. Men, women, children, teenagers, grandparents, replace the boat. So work on the stress, okay? Because high cortisol is taking you out. And none of the other things that I'm going to share are going to help if you're constantly restressed, restressed, restressed. Okay. So work on the stress. Now, what was the question? <laughs> now that it was work on the stress, right. well, how, and- how do we handle stress eating? Yeah. But I think that we can ask it in a more nuanced way because I'm totally with you. I yeah. think that there's like, in, when I was in PT residency, we talked about reflection a lot and how reflection facilitates learning. And so there's reflection for action. So there's kind of things you can do before the actual moment of stress eating, which you alluded to plug the holes in the boat. But then I think there's also things that we can do in the moment during a binge, like during an overeat, 
So I think we should nuance. That's that's beautiful. That's beautifully said. I agree. And I know you're like, oh, she didn't say drink water. And you know what the truth is? I've binged. I still have moments. I'm like, well, that was a half a bag, sister. So I talk to myself. I'll get to that one in a second. I get light about it. But really, I have a thing where I drink water, but not plain water. I squeeze in lemon and or lime. I know there's acidic things too that I'm sure change, you know, in the body. But literally, if you change your palate mid binge, you actually wake wake up and you go, oh, I don't even want that anymore. Sometimes the residual on the tongue cause you to just keep wanting it. Oh, that was a good taste. And you're retasting it. And so I'll water with lemon and or lime. And I'm like, Oh, wake up. Oh, I don't actually want anymore. Cause we've, we've disrupted the pattern and changed the taste on the tongue. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, if we could lighten up, <laughs> it's taken a long time. I was a very like, I guess we all get upset when we binge upset binger stress eater. Oh my life. I'm so upset. Three more of these. Oh. And you're thinking negative things while you're shoving it in your mouth. Trust me. I've been there, but now I'm like, you can see it. It's like, literally that was your third bowl of cereal. How we doing today, sister. And I will just start talking to myself while I'm doing it. True story. I'm a party to be around. And I'm like, what's going on? Do you need something else? And I literally just check in while I'm doing it. So listen, if you can't stop it, at least ask her what she, what's going on. And a lot of times it's just like, what? you know, I'm just really tired. It's six o'clock. My children are about to something. I had a really difficult day, let's say, with a client or something, or I felt like I let someone down. I'm a big like people pleaser. <laughs> and so, and you know, you just reflect. But you don't have to stop and lighten up about it. So number one is, change the taste. Number two, lighten up about it. Number three, change locations. This is a true story. You're on the couch. Oh, popcorn. Trust me. I know. I tell my daughter, was that seven handfuls? One piece, but change the location. Get up. You may not want it. It's locational sometimes on the couch, in the kitchen, standing. I've been there, people outside the fridge. No judgment. Move move. Moving can do it. Yes. yes. It, it really, I, it's really, there's not that many, there's things, but it's really water. Talk to self and remove yourself. I personally do have one because of how long I've been doing this. And I do consider myself an expert in the field. I actually, when I really want it, I will not have it. <laughs> yeah. I will not have it yet. I'm like, do you really want it? <laughs> and so I do the pause. And I'm just like, you know, you'll be fine. You're not going to die if you wait five minutes. Let's see if you really want it. Because it's going to do a little damage in the body, sister, because you really want those cookies. And I say it that way. And I go, mm. and in five minutes, if I still want it, oh, I eat it. Yep. I just enjoy it. And I do a better version of the garbage that's out there. A better brownie, a better bowl of cereal, a better thing of chips and popcorn. And we can talk about those if you, but the better versions of, come on, I'm, I'm a person too. I got three kids and, you know, come on. Let's talk about a, better versions. Yeah. I want to hear about those. Okay. Let's do it. So better versions, your oil is going to make or break you, my friends. Okay. And you really got to watch the oil. Avocado oil, coconut oil. Okay. Are your best bets. And it's delicious in your baked goods, okay, on uh, my chips and my popcorn, 
Um, Lesser Evil is a brand I really do like. Jackson's Honest. I love that the word honest is in there. And you know what? They're pretty dang honest. I like their sweet potato chips. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of the brands. Um, I'll say seven Sundays, but if you live in Flagstaff, Arizona and you eat all my cereal, I'm going to be upset because when I lived in New York and I was live on television, I did a lot of stuff on News 12 in New York and I had a lot of local clients and I would say something and I would go to the store and I'm like, can't get my favorite sunflower butter because all my clients bought it. But I'm going to assume no one's going to do that and I will shop online. But there's better versions of, I love, um, once again, brand peanut butter. I don't love peanut butter, but my kids do. And a sunflower butter, I love. Uh, and it's in glass. And it's like, these things matter. And so those are my favorite brands um, for, for the moment off the top of my head, you know. Um, so you can do things, just better versions. And then if you don't, one day, like I did with Betty, Miss Betty Crocker, you got to follow the protocol the next day because yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was a little scary. I was like looking for it. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, 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 wow. This is what people struggle with and they blame themselves. And I know not to blame myself because A, I never eat it. B, I'm always mostly in control. And I was not in control. My brain was hijacked by those really crafty chemicals in this Betty. So please don't blame yourself. Please get an education from, from the two of us or wherever other trusted sources. But not all, we can talk about it too. Not all sugars created equal. I would love to talk about that as well. Not all, all right. sugars created equal, okay? Different right. sugars, different sugars impact people differently. I can only say what works for me and what I've noticed in my children, right? I can't talk for everyone, but feel free to experiment. Certain we- things, I'm like a crack addict and certain things I'm not, <laughs> so... Will you elaborate on that? Because um, we talk a lot about sugar Um, in the program. We talk about like glucose versus fructose and how um, they're metabolized differently and they have a different hedonic reward on the brain and like fructose, um, a much higher hedonic reward or like um, a satisfaction or craving than glucose. And that's the first thing I thought of, but I was wondering if there's anything else in there that you have on like the different kinds of sugar. I love how fancy. Um, I love it. I love it. And how it's always the biochemistry. I love it. Let's geek out. So, um, so the things that are not man-made, um, the things that are man-made. So like these circulosis and these things that they market to us that bypass the bloodstream, right? Oh, it doesn't affect you as a diabetic right there. 72 red flags. Okay. (laughs) Cause if it's bypassing the body, it's bypassing everything. It's going right to your hips, my friends. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know what that thing is. We better store it. That's a true story, okay? And so if it's bypassing anything, you really should be alarmed. I don't want anything bypassed. I want my body to recognize the substance and decide what to do with it, okay? So we'll just stop right there before I get in trouble and continue with other things we put in our bodies <laughs> that things bypass. And I'm like, Think about that. Okay. So if it's artificial, please don't have it. The word artificial in itself should scare you. It scares me. Okay. That's number one. Number two, coconut sugar, maple syrup, molasses, cane sugar, brown sugar. There's over a hundred plus names. I know that they're all very similar. And I will say in, cause they are sugar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't let people paleo you. Oh, it's paleo. You're fine. I'm like, that's not fine. That's going to mess me up tomorrow. That's got 24 grams of sugar. 
Yeah. And four grams equal a teaspoon. So I'll do the math for you. Four into what I say, 24 is six teaspoons. I used to do a lot of stuff in schools. I'd be like, you can eat it. Let me show you how many it is. So please, from a simplistic standpoint, if it's got six to 10 teaspoons of sugar, I don't care how good they say it is. I ain't putting six to 10 teaspoons of anything in me. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So keep that in mind. But I will say maple syrup for me, the good stuff. I'm from, you know, Vermont. We've got houses in Vermont, like pure dark maple syrup. I can have some. I make these black bean brownies with it. They don't freak my system out. Do I eat 70 of them? No, I can eat two black beans, some coconut oil. It's um, maple syrup. I do use, but it doesn't impact me the same. And I love that it well, we used to watch it in Vermont. It comes from a tree. Yes. Yep. Okay. But it's still sugar. Coconut sugar has less of an impact also. Cane sugar for me is like not so good. Highly processed, mostly genetically modified if it's not organic. Um, and never, ever do I eat these neurotoxins, also known as sucralose and artificial sweeteners. But I, I would love for people to want to experiment. Okay. I will do a little add-on asterisk. Stevia. Yeah. Tell me about that. Cause that's, that is my go-to, but I still try to treat it like sugar. And it's like. Stevia is causing you cravings at night, sister. So Stevia. Yeah. People can decide. I do not have Stevia. I do not find any of those sugar alcohols. um, They absolutely mess. Stevia is another slippery slope. I don't judge it. Is it better than cane sugar? Yeah. Anything's better than cane sugar or high fructose corn syrup. I have my ladder of what's acceptable. It's better, but I find it causes cravings unless someone has your beautiful control. They're gonna have a day or a week where they're away or something else. And because that stuff is sitting in them, they're just gonna eat other things because they've never learned to experience cravings free. Yeah. And so I don't knock it, I do not. But for me, it really messes with me. I am not good on that or maltitols it to me it's almost a similar to cane sugar monk fruit i think and oh, i monk fruit messes with me yeah I, it makes me want more so I, I again it's that good better best it's like i'm gonna have monk fruit or sugar over sugar but i'm still gonna treat it like sugar and like yes in the sense that i want to have it in small amounts in moderation and not that's the thing that i think i'm still working towards is that habitual use of it um, mm-hmm. and really monitoring that, like, is this a habit I want to continue? And if it is fine, I'll own that. But if it's not like, let's work away from that. And I, see, I think that's kind of where I'm at is I'm between that better and best phase of like, with the specifically with the stevia drops, I really don't use a lot of them. But I think that it's really important for people to understand, just like you said, like, okay, that's doing more, that's causing this, the sugar cravings at night, like, absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more specifically, uh, because we did offline and then you brought it up the word love, because you said it in regards to something that you loved. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't even something sugary. Was it? No, it was, um, sunflower butter. Oh, maybe. You're like, I, love I like it. it. I don't love it. Oh, did I say I love it? Maybe but I, I love it. it. And and I it just reminded me to talk about that because that's something <sighs> offline is when I, I told you I used to love my coffee. 
And you're like, how much are we attributing emotions, 100%. The emotion of love with food? So let's talk about that next. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Well, because, and also I just want to say the foundation of all the work I do, and it sounds very similar for me, it's about non-judgment for me. It's always about just being observing and inquisitive. Mm -hmm. And so I always say, I like your carrot example. You know, when someone says, Oh gosh, I love my morning coffee. And I love, and they smile too. I love my glass of wine at five o'clock. I love, you know, my chips at three. It's no problem. It's no problem. It's only a problem if you want it to be a problem. It's a problem, then come get help. If it ain't a problem, God bless you. Love your life. And when you go, you go. And it's really how I live my life. And when we have an emotion on something, there's usually an attachment. There's some sort of, no, I love my children. So I'm not talking about what, you know, these beautiful kids we birthed or, you know, I love my husband. But when we're talking about food, I always say, you should just look at that. Do you love broccoli? <laughs> love broccoli. I eat it. It's pretty good. It goes down. I like avocado. I don't love, I like them. I eat them every day. I eat a whole avocado every day. True story. Sometimes an avocado in half just stabilizes me, but I don't love it. I like how it makes me feel in the body. So when you're using love for a food, we just need to take a look at it and just observe it and decide, is it, okay to love it and is it hurting us that substance and like what do we want to do about it that's all and so yeah the love I actually don't love sunflower butter and not to it's like oh I love peanut butter I don't need it anymore <laughs> because I know I have a food sensitivity to, sensitivity to it I could eat the whole jar and my hands always hurt the next day so I love peanut butter though when you said it I was like oh it's peanut butter sister it's not uh-huh. <laughs> I tolerate sunflower butter I had some today before our interview, I was like, oh, I want some more fat. And so I buy a sunflower butter. I happen to be more than fine with these flat Lundberg brown rice things. They're brown rice. There's nothing but that and sea salt. And I don't love them. I like them. And I put sunflower butter on them, sometimes a little banana. And I'm like, okay, that's going to help me power through my afternoon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, helpful good. with the love. Super helpful. I think what's a couple of themes that have come up that I really appreciate. First of all, non-judgment. Second of all, it's not your fault. Like we have to, because the the reason that's so important from the emotional eating cycle, if we talk Mm -hmm. about this, there's the cue, something will cue you to want to emotionally eat. Then you develop some sort of craving, then you do it. But then often there's those negative emotions, guilt, shame. I'm a failure. I did it again. And those negative emotions can then recircle as the cue for more, for more emotional eating. And so I think the, to highlight, like be gentle with yourself, use gentle, positive, non-dramatic language, um, with yourself so that you reduce that tendency to, to perpetuate that cycle. Um, I, I think that that's great how you're very, um, it's just so matches your personality. Like, what are you, how are you doing today, sister? Like, I'm a little bit just um, like, I don't talk to myself like that. I just, I don't know. I don't know how I talk to myself. I think I try to like talk to myself like my mom would talk to me, like very gentle, very kind. Like, how are you doing today? <laughs> so, but the point is like, have that internal dialect that's positive, that's kind, that's compassionate to, to yourself. 
Um, and that was part of the pitch email that I got from you was like really developing that, you know, that self-compassion. Um, and I know yes. your history yes. of anxiety, depression, the, the trauma that you experienced, you probably had to learn that the hard way. So do you have any shortcuts for people on how they can Love become it. more the hard way, the right way? I am hardwired. There ain't nothing that happens now. I'm not like, well, here's the bright side to that. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So I'm hardwired that way now without being Pollyanna or, you know, pretending that, you know, things don't happen that aren't great. No, but my brain will process that and they go, all right, and here's the upside. Mm-hmm. Um, get help. Listen yeah. to podcasts. Um, if your mother or father were very negative or you're living with an abusive spouse or a partner, um, it doesn't come from us. We're not born thinking negative. It's taught. And it's drilled for decades. And if you think one beautiful podcast with me and the doc over here is going to change that, it ain't. Okay. I have rewired this over decades. I did say I'm almost 50. So get off your back. If you get off, eat something sugary and go, they just have to talk positive. And I ate it and now I'm mad. Great. Well, be mad and then laugh that you are mad, even though you're working on positivity. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh that you can't figure it out yet because it's not hardwired. I am hardwired this way. Nothing could change it. It's taken decades. So go get some help. And by that, I mean, you have to put into you what you want. So you better hang out with people that are positive. You better listen to things every morning that are positive because you ain't doing it yourself. I always say you didn't get into the mess you're in. You got into the mess you're in because of what's going on up here. So what's going on up here? ain't going to get you out. You got to rewire this. It's why we have module three of the sugar freedom method, tuning in and understanding mindset and why I've got a mindset coach on staff because you can't get up yourself right away. And so go listen to positivity, hang out positive people, listen to more podcasts like this and start to unwire it because it is hardwired, my friends, in your subconscious. Yep. And just uh, know that, just know that. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault and go easy on yourself. Be, I always say like the two most undervalued things in like weight loss or health is um, grace and patience. Like really there has to be that fine balance between truth and grace with, your, with yourself. Like, yeah, you know, sugar's not good for you. Yeah. You ate it. Let's not be over dramatic here. Just give yourself grace, be patient with the process. Keep going. Um, I wanted to bring up a quote from your blog that I really liked. Um, so oh. The quote was the mental indecision has melted into peace. And I wanted to talk about that because I feel like when people are struggling with negative self-talk with um, what we were talking about, sugar doesn't make that any better. And so it's almost like what came first, the chicken or the egg, what, what came first, the negative self-talk or the sugar. And so that can be kind of a little double-edged sword to really pull yourself out of that but I can tell you from personal experience, they get better together. You know, like the less sugar you eat, the better your mental health, the better your mental health, the less sugar you're going to crave. Um, but I wanted to just ask you a little bit more about the mental indecision has melted into peace. What was the mental indecision for you? How long ago is that? Well, I, I, always, so I always say this also, first answer, right answer. So people think they need to be creative all the time. I'm going to be so creative with my meals. <laughs> I'm going to be so creative with my morning routine. 
If you live my life, this is my favorite top. You will see it on my new masterclass that just came out. You will see it on my website. It's everywhere. Why? Because I'm all about, all about, I'm all about simple, fun, and easy is how I created the method. And it's how literally I have three kids and I'm still highly functioning at 50 and I look this way. It's because wherever I can simplify. So I have a routine I love in the morning. I have mental decisions. I don't want, when I go out to eat, guys, the limit. I am eating those pickled fries. It's so good. So I'm not talking about going out, but I'm saying like the 90% is pretty much the same, but I love my life. So I don't go on vacation to get away from my life, to come home, to need another vacation. My vacation is my life. True story. I'm so grateful for what I do for a living and what I survived and thrive and now teach. So to answer your question, like simplify. If you saw my house, I wish I could just take you around. People are like that. Where's all, where's all the stuff? I'm like, do people live here? It's like a spa. I go, yeah, yeah, we live here, but I don't have clutter. I don't over, but I'm also next time survivor of a near-death gas explosion. I lost everything at 27. So I've already come from nothing. And like, you just don't need a lot of stuff. Make it simple. I drive a six-speed Jeep Wrangler four-door. I mean, I don't want 72 gadgets. Mm-hmm. I just turn the button on for the radio, but I want people to think about this. First, I love my stick. It's hysterical. I'll be like 70 still driving this thing. But my point is mental. Indi- to be mixed, sometimes we eat sugar, true story, because we are so mentally exhausted by the end of the day that we didn't line up dinner because we wanted to be something fancy or special. And so we default to sugar versus if we just had somewhat of a routine around what we eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, seasonally rotate, please. Seasonally, I rotate. Just don't complicate it. Yeah. Have the same seven things. True story. I work out at my same little cute little gym. I do, you know, I change my exercise, but simple. I wear my same five, six tops. I, I have four pairs of jeans. Are people cringing? I have three pairs of boots I love. Mental and just, oh, what should I wear today? I don't know. I wear the same top I love. It's that. I, I mean, I, I don't wear a lot of makeup. I wear one base, a little mascara. True story. Maybe a little lip gloss. You saw me. Mental indecision will absolutely rob our peace and then we're going to sugar. And so the method and how I live, what I teach my kids is how do we simplify? Is that okay? Like everywhere. And that's module five of the method, learning to love your life more. When you love your life more than you love sugar, you don't need the sugar. And so we have a life coaching aspect to the method. Love your life more. And if you don't, well, let's figure out where we can love your life more. So the sugar can be optional. The sugar isn't the vacation you needed. The relief yeah. from the debt, the relief Check from, out the... from the day. Yeah. 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 So thank you for asking. Did I answer the question? I went off. Yeah, totally. It really reminds me of my time in home care, geriatric physical therapy, because I would see yes. a lot of people in assisted living facilities. Mm-hmm. Your life. I mean, God willing, everyone can stay in their home and age peacefully. Yes. And- have that support, but some people need more care than that. And so I saw so many people have to go from a house full of stuff to like one, maybe two rooms. And so if you come to my house, it's very similar. It's very bare because I, I want to be in a beautiful place, but I don't feel like I need a lot of stuff for it to be beautiful. And I know how, I don't know, 60, 70 years from now, my kids aren't going to want all that stuff. Like, I don't want to, you know, we just, the simpler that you can live, just like you said, 
the less things you have to think about your life is easier. And when your life is easier, you have less stress. And when you have less stress, you have less cortisol. And when you have less cortisol, you have less NPY. And when you have that, you have less sugar cravings. That's right. I always say, I I always say cluttered house, cluttered car, equals cluttered mind. And so you want to feel less cluttered. Yeah. You could sing Kumbaya and meditate all day, but if you're sitting in, and I grew up in clutter, as you can guess, I'm not, and, and all these things, you can't even think straight. Yeah. And so you'd be surprised, you know, you can't think straight. So. A client once and you're, you're totally right. Her kitchen was always a mess. She never wanted to cook can't and she like, wanted to focus on all these other things. And I'm like, girl, go clean your kitchen, figure out a system to keep your home clean so mm-hmm. that you don't feel like you need to escape and go to fast food every day. That's because right. you don't want to increase the mess that's already in your kitchen. That's so right. I think, oh, this was such a fun, broad, like broad, but I feel like it was also very tactical and in, in places Absolutely. for for people. Absolutely. And I think you're obviously an expert. I think Thanks. the people that overcome something on their own make the best coaches, make the best experts because you've lived that personal experience. So um, is there anything else that you really wanted to share today before we wrapped up? You know, life is short and keeping it as positive as possible. You know, a dear friend, my best friend from college, his brother, you know, well, and then not well within a two month period, not here. And so life is short. The present really is the present, is a present. And we forget that. We take it for granted, myself included. And this beautiful soul is now, for those who believe in heaven or with the angels, reincarnation, whatever you believe in. And um, smile on our face. Today is a day. Tomorrow is a new day. And I thank God for the day, like, to do something good with my life. And so, like, it's just the present is a present. Even to the fact that I get to be on this podcast. I was we get to teach people this. And I got to meet you. And we talked about a lot of amazing things and really tactical. So please, I always say, if you feel a little bit overwhelmed, it's okay. I always say after 20 years of coaching, take one nugget, I call them golden, one golden nugget and implement it for the month and your life will change. And that's it. One for one month. And your life will change. And then come back and listen to us again because we were fabulous. And then take another nugget, but one at a time. Yep. So that's it. Hundred percent. I'm so glad that I had you on the show. Um, where can people learn more about you? Oh well, it's perfect. We've been talking about simple. So I'm literally that simple. It is Jen Eden on Instagram, on Facebook. My website is jenedin.com, jecoaching.com. I'm everywhere as Jen Eden. You can sign up for a complimentary copy of of my book that's been out a while. Um, If you're on the podcast, you can message me on Facebook. I'm very personable. Ask me a question and join my community. But yeah, I'm everywhere that way. LinkedIn, same, Jen Eden. And so please find me. I'd love to connect. Yes. I'll link up the website um, in the show notes. And again, thank you for your energy. I just... I think that you totally embody what you teach. You can always tell the people that walk, you know, that really walk the talk and you do that. And I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. Acknowledge you for the hurdles that you've, you know, that you've overcome Enjoy, And um, yeah, it was just a great conversation. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to the Reshape Your Health podcast today. To learn more about Zivli, our online course and coaching program to reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention, check out our website at www.zivli.com. That's Z-I-V-L-I.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and review on your listening platform and share it with a friend. I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.